It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast. Of course, it's available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from this morning. And it is a Thursday, didn't take us long to get here. It is April the 6th. And this morning we are going to be focusing on the Perth property market with our podcast series, Buying Perth Property. And why not? Let's face it, plenty of people are. And joining us to find out his thoughts and views of where Perth is right now in this ever-evolving real estate market is Matthew Hughes. And a very good morning to you, Matthew. Welcome back to the Real Estate Breakfast. Thanks for having me back, Craig. Good morning. Now, I heard that you have been training to do an ultra marathon. Boy, this is pretty hard on the body and you're going to be raising some money. What's going on? It's especially hard on the body at 45. Um, so <laughs> I'm just starting training. I've just committed to doing a, uh, it's an ultra marathon challenge whereby you run a 6.7 kilometer loop every hour on the hour and the, the winner obviously runs the longest. I don't anticipate winning, but uh, I'm hoping to run 100 kilometers and raise some money for a local charity here. Wow. And so that's just kind of, you just keep going until you kind of run out of steam and drop. Yeah, that's that's the goal. I guess the um, the stop-start nature of it, that being that you're running that 6.7 kilometres and then if you do it quick enough, you're probably stopping for 15 minutes, resting, maybe getting a rub down and then going again. So that's part of the challenge, I think, is the fact that you are stopping and starting. And uh, I'm hoping to get through to about probably, I haven't done the math, but probably about 13, 14 laps of that will get me to about 100 kilometres, I think. Well, good luck with that. We'll come back to you in just a moment, Matthew, and talk all things property with regards to the Perth property market. Every morning from 6am, we bring you the latest real estate news with diverse perspectives from leading industry experts. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. And right now it is time for another 30-second property tip and we go to Richmond in Melbourne. And good morning, Andrew. What have you got for us this morning? G'day, Craig. Um, well, look, mine's pretty simple. It's maybe a bit old school, but it's it's actually working with the agents, um, particularly in this market we've got a lot of people that are sort of saying oh the market's coming off or they're trying to fly under the radar i think you get a lot more uh, results when you're out there trying to buy if you if you chummy up with the agent that's the agent in your area because they also may have a lot of off-market things like that you're better to get them on side and and tell them what you're looking for tell them the budget and get them working on your side at the end of the day they've got one job and that's to facilitate a sale and you're better off having them working you know working with them closely to get what you want you never know what you'll find Every morning from 6am across Australia, we deliver you the latest property news, commentary and predictions from Perth to Cairns and from Melbourne to Brisbane, seven days a week, only on The Real Estate Podcast. And if you're celebrating your birthday today, happy birthday for the 6th of April for 2023. You are sharing your birthday with Zach Braff, the American actor. He's turning 48. Rafa Nadal, the Spanish tennis machine. He is turning 37. Paul Rudd, the American actor, he's turning 54. And back home, Miranda Kerr. She is having a birthday today. She's turning 39. 
It's the main Sinner forecast. And around the country, let's check on that important weather word. First, we go to Sydney, expecting, well, some showers might show up today. A high of 24 degrees. We've got the word possible in the forecast for Melbourne as well. So from might to possible showers, 27 And then we're into the positive side. Brisbane expecting a sunny day, no possibility of otherwise, 29. And in Perth, it should be a mainly fine day and your top of 25 degrees. We're a lot more than just real estate. Available for breakfast from 6am. Then on the drive to work or in your ear at the gym. In fact, wherever you go, we're available seven days a week. And we are back with Matthew Hughes, the founder and managing director of Perth's Buyers Agency Capital Property Advisory. And we are specifically talking about the Perth property market in some different suburbs that have been very strong performers, but not all are investing in these suburbs. So Matthew, a couple of days ago, the RBA made the decision to pause everything and there is already a lot of commenting on what this is likely to do to the economy and if we look at in particular the Perth property market what do you think is likely to happen around this? Well, I think it's, it, look, one interest rate pause is not going to be a magic bullet for the market and sort of send us into a tailspin. However, I think that sales activity is already very high compared to historically. Uh, and from our perspective, we're seeing increasing levels of buyer activity on good quality assets. It's starting to edge up closer to where it was about a year or two ago post-COVID. So the recent pause in rates will certainly have a small incremental impact on confidence in the market, but I think further pauses will be required to really kick it into gear. I think once we see some rhetoric from the RBA that indicates they're done inflating rates, then we expect some significant upward pressure on pricing, both in the sales area and in the rental rental sphere as well. And what factors do you think contributed to the 0.5% increase in median prices in the Perth property market in March, which was prior to the recent RBA announcements? And just as important, what are your predictions on how the market is going to perform for the rest of the year? Yeah, I think, uh, look, the media can influence things in both a negative or a positive way. And I think the uh, the media sentiment around there potentially being a pause has probably gotten a few people that were sitting on their hands out of their seats and into the market. And that's put a little bit of upward pressure on pricing in March with that 0.5% increase. But it was also in line with what the Eastern Seaboard was doing. Sydney's premium market especially has kicked back into gear. Um, Brisbane seems to be he- trending in the right direction again now, and so does Melbourne. So it looks like all four of the major capitals are starting to trend up again. And like we spoke about last time I was on the show, I think a lot of people that were, I think smart money was already in the market ahead of this happening. I think if you're looking to, to invest, I think now or soon is the time to do it because once we reach that terminal rate, I think there's going to be a, a, lot of, a lot more buyer interest in the market. Yes, and looking at Perth on a more micro level, there is a growing buzz around particular suburbs like Rockingham and Mandra being flagged as hotspots for East Coast investors. So where are your thoughts on these so-called hotspots? 
I think they are hotspots um, because it's become a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think because of the support from certain um, pundits on the East Coast and some local buyers agents as well, buying in Rockingham and surrounds and the Mandra area, I think it has become a hotspot because there has been excessive demand from interstate and some local investors. And I think that's something to be cautious of. So for that reason, we've sort of avoided buying in these areas and certainly nothing to do with the any negative commentary around Rockingham or the demographic there. But we look at specific statistics. We're looking for gentrification. We're looking for lower percentage of renters in an area. And if you look at the overall WA um, percentage of renters, it's about 22, 23%. And then an area like Rockingham at the last census, which was a little while ago now, was 37%. So already well above that median and it's trending higher. So for us, that transient demand that we've got there at the moment that is not always there presents um, an element of more downside risk in our view. So we're just just cautious of the fact that we don't want to be left holding the bag when we have a, a good few years. And then when the market softens, these areas tend to soften more because that demand does depart the market. What we tend to look for in a suburb for investment grade purchase is we're looking for a higher demand from owner occupiers and families and all the typical capital growth drivers that that demographic desires. Uh, what in particular is, is high demand public schools. And that's something that's missing from areas like Rockingham and surrounds. So, okay, if you're not looking at those hotspots to invest, where would you be recommending investors to spend their money? So, look, for various reasons, which I'm happy to elaborate on in a future session with you, um, we've purchased quite heavily in the Northern Coastal Corridor over the last four or five years. Suburbs like Hillary's, Kellaroo and Padbury, we've purchased a lot in there. In Hillary's, we were buying triplex blocks for 550000 They're now tracking at well over 800000 So people that bought back then have done very well, but unfortunately, current investors have now been priced out of these areas. And we've had to review our research to find areas that fit that typical investor budget of sort of four fifty. dollars up to about 650. And so having been priced out, everyone talks about the ripple effect and we're conscious of that, but it's not a guarantee that all the surrounding suburbs are going to start performing just because people have been priced out of that better performing suburb. So it's actually made our job quite difficult trying to find new suburbs that meet our criteria for investment grade purchase. And we've added a few and we've been able to accommodate those investors and put them into areas um, surrounding some of those suburbs. Okay, and regarding investment strategies, is there a specific strategy that you favour and is there one that you promote to your clients? We're cautious of those types of markets like the Rockingham area, which has had great growth recently and probably has a bit more growth ahead of it. But if it if it does soften quite quickly at that point, a lot of those investors will be leaving and we don't promote a more, more speculative investment strategy because of the high transactional costs of property. We're not working with clients who are looking to get in and out of markets over short periods. So we do work with clients generally on a more long-term plan and, uh, and a long-term hold strategy. I guess from a strategic perspective, we don't have a specific strategy that we're aligned to. If we're working with a client who has a financial planner, we take the the advice from them on the client's personal circumstances, their risk strategy, their desired outcomes and timelines for those. And if we don't have a financial planner involved, we spend a bit of time getting to know the client ourselves to make sure that we're tailoring a strategy to suit rather than trying to push a, um, a sort of a box strategy straight onto a client that we don't know yet. All right, so there's a bit of an update from the Perth property market. Matthew, I can sense that at the end of today, you're going to be back into the ultra marathon training. Good luck with that. And thanks again for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Thanks for your time, Craig. 
we connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.